Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi guys, welcome to Full Time Devils. This is Talking United with The Athletic. Myself, Adam McCullough, and him, Laurie Whitwell, from The Athletic. Remember, look, The Athletic are changing the face of sports journalism. They've got some fantastic journalists, no clickbait, great articles on everything from football to MMA to NFL to boxing. They've got it all covered, and you can get a seven-day free trial with 50% off your annual subscription by clicking the link in the description below. It's that simple. Remember to read the T's and C's and all that good stuff as well. But yeah, that's The Athletic. And we're here with Laurie Whitwell from The Athletic. Laurie, how you doing? I'm good, Adam. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you for coming back. We've not scared you away or anything. Great to <laughs> no, see. Good chats. Good stuff, good stuff. Now, it's been a busy week for Manchester United. Obviously, coming in on the back of that defeat um, at West Ham against West Ham United. More drop points for Manchester United on the road. Um, no away win since March. Feels mm. like an awful long time mm. um, since that happened. Um, what was the mood like um, with Oli, do you think, um, inside the camp? After that defeat, um, deflated, obviously, you know, because it was it was a pretty poor performance. The mistakes started from the, the first minute, went right through to the end. Just seemed lethargic, um, lacking creativity, um, no real real urgency about it. Um, I think he he appreciates that. He knows that. You know, he knows that his squad is is thin, um, but. The way that he's approached it is that he wants to get rid of the players that don't want to be there, that he didn't think um, contribute in the right way, bring through some of the younger players, and then he's got space to add into that in the January window or next summer. Um, that's his ultimate ambition. He knows that you know that kind of performance isn't good enough. Um, so I think there's been some strong talks amongst themselves, um, but an acceptance that um, perhaps there might be more afternoons like that in the coming months. I think. A lot of us have expected inconsistency. Um, That's something that we've expected, uh, especially when you look at the face of the squad, the age of the squad, and a lot of the players that are involved or are out injured at this moment in time. 
Um, something that I see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is often labelled by some fans more on social media because the fans at the ground are very supportive of him. But is that he's a Glazer apologist? Is he happy with the squad? Like, because publicly, he obviously keeps it upbeat and keeps it positive. But do you think he's generally happy with what the club have done for him this window? Um, That's just gone. Yeah, well, I, I, think, he, I think he's satisfied, certainly. I mean, I, I, I believe that the uh, lack of a striker being signed and, you know, a creative midfielder was ultimately down to Oli, um, was his opinion that he didn't need players coming to the club for a payday, basically, that didn't really want to be there, but, you know, United had thrown a load of money at him. So I think he thought, listen, actually, rather you don't come, I've got space then for the younger players to, to come through. We're looking at Angel Gomez, we're looking at Mason Greenwood, um, you know, James Garner, um, Taith Chong, obviously. So you've got, so I think he really wanted to give those guys a chance, not block their path with players that, like I say, didn't necessarily want to be, be there. Because the argument from some, including myself, is you're not particularly blocking their path because we're, we're that thin yeah, in the yeah, squad. No, like, I, I'd say that point. I mean, I think maybe, listen, you, you don't know, is, is that a mistake? What, what's happened? I, I don't know. Because you know, um, if that is a decision of his own, I've kind of felt it was a decision of the board or the failure of the board to mm. do that. Because last, uh, last season, he was some of these players aren't going to be here I want to bring in and he even mentioned in the summer if Lukaku goes I need a replacement yeah, yeah, if Sanchez yeah. goes I need a replacement now I can totally understand promoting from within but surely he's shooting himself in the foot if actually he could have signed some players and he didn't I think I think the criticism you can make of United, and this is their, therefore not Oli's fault, is were uh, were the right players presented to him. Mm. Um, so did the scouting team go out there and yeah. unearth some of the gems that you know we, you know, Jaden Sancho obviously went to Borussia Dortmund for eight million pounds um, from Manchester City. United obviously now really want him. They never is, have given him off for eight well, million pounds. I, well, <laughs> well, to be fair, obviously it was a fact that it was a foreign loan. I think a foreign move, and and you know, so it, it, different sort of circumstances. You, you're totally right, but. I guess just what I mean is sort of players like that. Yeah. So obviously, or even Harry Maguire because he left. Yeah, Hull, left Hull for seven. Went to Leicester. Like, million. Where, where were we around then? United, United knew all about him. Just didn't didn't think he was good enough at that point. And listen, maybe maybe he wasn't good enough at that point. But you still kind of feel like when was the last Dan James? I think he's one example where they've gone for a player who has had a one good season, um, but they can see real potential in, and it's it's looking good so far, you know. But I, I kind of want to see them box a bit smarter in that sense, and I wonder if those players are being, you know, brought to the to, to Ollie's attention, and so therefore that's where I could criticise the board or the recruitment department above the manager. But I don't know. I, I personally feel like this, this was Ollie's decision. Maybe I'm being naive in thinking that. Yeah, I I find it difficult because. He kind of said things that didn't suggest he would be happy with that. But then, like you say, if he's only being presented with, oh, Dybala's available, mm. and the board wouldn't, wouldn't mind making that happen because he brings in a lot of money, but then he's thinking, does he really want to come? It, it, it Christian Eriksen, like, didn't it? Yeah. I, Christian Eriksen was definitely one that, that he wanted, but you know, I, I think that Christian Eriksen wanted to wait for Real Madrid next summer. We'll have a look in January if United try for him again, see if they can persuade him. Um, Dybala seemed just kind of Is random. that one that could pop up again? Because I, 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 I've seen Evra um, on Instagram, and he, he was like asking for a job pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then he, he was in the comments replying to people, and he was like, I think one of the comments was Dybala would be my first signing or something like that. Ever said that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, would could that possibly be well, something he, that comes back around? I know, I know Dybala started for Juventus this week against Brescia, but 
Well, he, he knows him from Juventus, doesn't he, I suppose? So he, he could, you know, vouch for his character. Um, I think they, I think United just looked at that and thought the money that he was asking for, agent fee as much as um, his salary, like, for example, I think the agent fee alone was £30 million, his salary overall for the year, £18 million. Just a lot of money. And I think he just purposely priced himself well, out well, that's, of the that's quite, Yeah, quite potentially. He does, that, so they, maybe United sensed that and thought, well, actually, let's just back away because he's obviously asking for silly money, doesn't really want to come. So I don't, so I don't mind that move by United. You know, I, even if ever thinks that he'd be a good, he clearly is a, is a yeah, great player. Fantastic. So he would add something hugely to United, but was he the right person? But I, I, I go back to the point: were, are United producing these sort of suggestions enough? It seems like Oli, you know, wanted Maguire, wanted Wambasaka, wanted James of, of his own volition, which is great. You want the manager to get mm. the players that he wants, but is it all on him? Should he not have sort of? He does need a bit to more. And apart- we- We've got one of the biggest scouting networks. Yeah. Um, we've still got scouts left over from Moyes, Van Hall, Fergie. Like, it just seems to be a little bit of a mishmash. But we've heard this week, obviously there was a conference call which you, you listened in on. And we've heard this week that Edward Wood seems to be happy with recruitment. And I find that incredible given this is a man that's briefed number, a number of times that he's going to get a director of football or someone in that kind of uh, role. And... Now he's suggesting that they're happy with the way things are, so... Mm. What's going on? Yeah, what, what, what is going on? Uh, well, this was the point of my column um, for The Athletic this week, um, basically saying that they still do need... He described it as a head of football, obviously with third sporting director, technical director, director of football, head of football. Um, to I, I think they still need someone of that ilk to come in who has football experience, who has you know the coaching badges, for example, or the Premier League sporting directors have mm. coaching badges, so they know how to run a session if they needed to, um, and that then just and and they work at the training ground, so that then means that they see the um, reactions or the, the kind of results of their decisions on a sort of more mm. first-hand basis. It's not a criticism of Woodward not being at the training ground all the time because. His, his job, his, his specification is bigger than that. Yeah, it's yeah, huge. United is a huge, you know, conglomerate, really. So, but I feel like they still need somebody there that is is the manager on, man- on the manager's side can see how things are developing, has that football intelligence, and and can suggest you know players or, or a vision and and negotiate them. Especially when Edward was largely based in his offices in London, right? So. There's some the sort of kind of gap then between yeah. the whole functioning that you would like to work. Now, obviously, I'm not going to say Edward Wood is completely useless because he clearly isn't useless. He's a, he's a fantastic businessman. Um, he helped the Glazers buy the club, so he's already got that in terms of he's the Glazers guy. And we're never going to get rid of him from the structure. But like you say, surely he has to step aside from the footballing decisions and allow someone to make that and allow someone that is maybe more hands-on mm. at Carrington more often. and Do you see someone coming in in a role like that still, well, they're, despite they're, them being happy with it? Well, they're, they're saying that they're constantly evaluating you know, the setup and, and looking for ways to improve it. It's just that it's been like a year since they started this search for, for a technical director. It's like Paddy Everett just grabbed the tracksuit and rocked up at <laughs> Carrington every day in the last couple of weeks, just hoping he gets the job. Well, I, I, I think I wondered if he was sort of talking about more of a coaching job. You know, when he was... Because yeah. he, he said, got his coaching badges at United. Well, well, he, he started doing them with United. I don't United. feel like he needed to be there as much as he was, and he just was. Well, <laughs> possibly, yeah. I, I, I don't mind. I'm all for players that have served the club hugely. Uh, coming back and, and giving something back, and if, if United wanted him to do his coaching, but I'm, I'm all for that. Really, obviously, he was you know posting quite a lot from mm. there, so it was, 
maybe that gave it impression. I that just he found was, it funny. <laughs> he's a funny guy, I suppose. You know, at least you know, sort of no chickens involved this time. But, <laughs> um, but sort of regardless, I suppose with United, there's always a sense that could could more be being done. You, you don't necessarily feel like they're at the cutting edge of of, of signings yet, and whereas you'd feel like you know Manchester City are. Liverpool are, you know, that their structures work really seamlessly. I know Edward Woods said that he's happy with the signings they've got this summer, and I can understand that. I think everyone's happy with the signings we've made this summer. Yeah. It's the number of signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a question in my head then, and it's fully... That's the one. I've heard, obviously, there's been a lot of rumours surrounding Edwin Van Assar's future. Mm. Now, his role at Ajax is a CEO, so I don't know what the differences are between that and mm. a director of football, although I'm sure there are lots. Um... Is there any truth in uh, from from as far as you're aware in those rumours? I don't think that's one to really get pin your hopes on um, for sort of variety of reasons. I suppose he's already at a, you know big European club as as the CEO, which obviously I think his background is more commercial. He did a degree in, in you know business studies. That that that's where his strengths have come from. Even though obviously he was a brilliant player, served United really well. Um, Mark Overmars is the guy at Ajax really who's the is more of the sporting director sort of type. Um, so I, I don't know, I, I've spoken to people and I, just, I don't see that one being a, a runner, to be honest. Some strange the rumours just always pop up when mm. United get a bad result, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. These, these briefings happen. Um, anything else that you feel we learnt from that conference call, apart from you obviously saying you feel the need for someone to come in in that footballing position mm. alongside Ed Woodward, but did we learn anything else apart from that some shareholders don't know what a loan is? <laughs> yeah, that was the, the first question. They get, you know, obviously the investors get a chance to ask the questions. First one, basically, what is a loan? <laughs> and then even sort of the, the question, is it to do with getting around agent fees? And Edward would have to answer it and say, no, no, it's, it's just if you don't want a player, rather than telling him, <laughs> just let him go out temporarily. Um, Richard Arnold, was, who's the commercial uh, well, managing uh, director, he was talking about... Um, expansion into China, which I guess you know everybody would be on board with, because it would ultimately mean that United are a, a wealthier club, and, and it is quite remarkable, really, the the level to which the commercial um, revenue makes up the overall revenue. Um, sort of forty four percent is from commercial, so I think match day is like eighteen percent. So it does show you the difference in um, where they get their money from, really, and, and where their sort of dependence will be on to, to expand and, and then ultimately fund. Um, these players. I mean, that was one point that was that was sort of stressed. That was the the commercial revenue isn't a means to an end. It's not a sign of success for them. They do want to they they want to use that as a way of then getting better players, you know, paying wages, getting trophies. Ultimately, that was one thing that they were sort of keen to stress. But obviously, you know, time will tell. There's obviously been a lot of misreadings from from the uh, results that have come from that meeting and. So a lot of people saying, oh, how has United's wage bill gone up? That's obviously because mm. it was readings from last year mm. and the, the reflection of there being no Alexis, no Lukaku, no Herrera will be shown on next year's mm. reports, right? I think so, yeah. And obviously they were in the Champions League as yeah. opposed to not. So it's that 25% cut um, that comes in when they're not in the Champions League. Um, do you feel that the club... Because remember when Fergie was there and obviously it was a long time ago, we were probably little kids then, but he was close. Rumours believe, have you believe, he was close to being sacked. There was a lot of, you know, fans that were calling through his head. We remember the famous banner, mm. but the club inside the club, they knew he was doing the right thing. 
Now, with football, we tend to overanalyze everything. Now, obviously, we're guilty of that as well. We're at every single game. We talk about every game. So it's harder to look at the bigger picture sometimes. Mm. But is there the general feel there that Ali is actually doing a good job? I, I personally think yes, because I, I think that the decisions he's made are for the benefit of United. He's obviously got the club at heart, which I know you know people might scoff at, but ultimately it, is, it does have meaning to it. Um, it means that his decisions are based on what is best for the club rather than best for him as, a, as an individual, as a manager, mm. as his profile, his brand or whatever. Um, so, And I do think that the, the, the chances that he's given to some of the younger players, the style that he is trying to implement, albeit obviously it's, it's hitting road bumps because the personnel's not quite there. Mm. Um, he's had sort of six years of, of different managers, different signings to try and you know, mould, trying to sort of cut through. Um, the fact that he's he's got rid of certain players that clearly just weren't working, I think, is shows he has got a ruthless side as well, and is a necessary trait to have, particularly in this situation. Um, and I just I, I do feel like you just have to stick with him. You, you have to give him the time to try and you know mm. he's, he's had one transfer window. With the three signings that he's made, we we look mm. like they've been pretty decent, as you say. It's just and if you, I feel if you gave him three more signings, that's I, I think he'll pick the right ones more often than not. And, and you know we're pretty decent. That's ratio, why I so say ultimately it'll be get. Be get I better. feel like Ali will be a success in terms of squad build, even if he's not in terms of results and performance and tactically. Culture's the big one. Because well. I just I can't guarantee he's going to be a success there. Well, you, we don't know. He's not got but a track record, has he? I feel like because, like you say, he cares about the club. Yeah. He knows what the club needs. I feel like he will pick the right players, get rid of the right players. I just think. I feel deep down he wanted more. Um, I definitely feel deep down he wanted more. And I think it'd be, it'd be weird if he didn't want more. Yeah, in the summer, because there's clear gaps in there. But I do think he's getting the right player in. It's just whether he's tactically um, got it in yeah. it. And, um, you know, because as he's not been challenged enough. But we saw in some big games last year that he was actually... Well, that's what I mean. The, 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 tats, you know, the, the, the way when at Spurs was... was I know Arsenal. always rode our luck. Yeah, Arsenal, Chelsea away. Um, there's some big and, and Chelsea at home this season. We, I know it's, it seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? But we beat Chelsea four 0 at home, which I know people will say it wasn't a four 0 game, but equally it did um, show that he had looked at Chelsea in the way to beat mm. them, and and it worked perfectly. Um, so I do think there's, there's been those flourishes there. Obviously, you just look at the fact that it, the previous time in the Premier League was with Cardiff, it just didn't work yeah. out. Mulder in Norway, he had success the first time. The second time, it wasn't quite as successful. Um, so obviously, he's not got the the wealth. You know, when Ferguson came into the club, he'd, he'd won in European competition with Aberdeen. You know, um, mm. he'd won Scottish title. He'd broken up the duopoly in Scotland. So he he had that you know credentials there already established. So I think in that sense, United probably looked at it and thought, no, give him time to do what he needs to do. But it is funny. You know, you write about the Ferguson thing. I was looking at um, a newspaper cutting from back in the day. Uh, Jimmy Greaves was answering a fan. S same kind of you know sort of situation. He's had you know however many years. It's not working out. Spent money. He spent money. Spent, spent, he spent <laughs> two million pounds on how much he'd spent. A big you know war chest that yeah. that was back in the day. Um, and then even I went and saw the uh, new Busby film last night, and even he had t times when people were calling for him to be sacked. Um, after, even after Munich, um, there was a t five year period where it was sort of pretty sterile. Uh, according to the film and there was some doubts creeping in about you know whether he was the guy for the job and ultimately they stuck with it and it worked I'm not we don't know as you say yeah, we, we don't, don't know, know do we with Ole but, but you see it with I'm not even I'm not comparing them because obviously the, the CVs of them all are, are massively different but 
you look at Pep's first season at yeah. City and yeah. there was a lot of question marks there. Klopp, there was a question mark over for him Klopp, really. at, uh, for, yeah. for a while as well. And, and until he, he got those few signings, yeah. Until he got those few signings, um, you know, he didn't quite get the team how he wanted it. So I think he does deserve time, but ultimately football is so ruthless. Yeah. And if you if you have a, if we're sitting in the bottom ten by Christmas, you know, there's going to be questions for question marks over his future, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I hope he makes it because I do think if he gets a few signings, we'll be better. <laughs> Anything coming up that we need to keep an eye out on the Athletic? Uh, I'm doing a piece on um, Arsenal v uh, Man United in 58 um, when it was 5-4 United. Greatest game How ever. How old were you then? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how old was my... I think my mum and dad were just born. I think yeah, that was the year they Crazy. were born. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm doing a bit of that. Uh, and obviously we'll be at the game on Monday night, so we'll have lots of coverage and, and some more preview. I'm sure some of my colleagues will be doing preview stuff. For Massive that. game coming up as well. Um, loads of loads of fixtures and uh, loads of sport coming up as well. So even if you're into your boxing or your NFL or your MMA, all that good stuff is not just got your football covered. Check out The Athletic. The link is in the description below for your seven-day free trial and 50% off your annual subscription. I've already got the app on my phone. Check it every morning. I was reading up on the boxing today. I read your article. Thank I actually you. read it. Um, I read All the way article the about... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I read the article about the uh, conference call and stuff like that because I never got to listen into it. I didn't realise mm. it was something that you could just it's, it's find good, online yeah. and listen into. They, ha they have to do it every quarter, but it's, it's a useful... It's quite interesting to, to listen to. Because we've never... Like, you never hear from Ed Woodward. Yeah. Since he had that ridiculous interview where he said, we can do things no one else can do, and then he disappeared for a couple of months and all that stuff, like, we never hear from him. And I've tried to stop him a few times um, outside grounds. Okay. I've been very polite with it. I think next time I'm just going to be very forthright. What's the with most it. you've got just out of it? Just doorstep him. Um, our next time. One of those ones. And it's like... I don't want to cause any issues, but you know it'd be good to hear from him. Like the fans should hear from him, and I think when you're speaking in those conference calls, um, or you're speaking to journalists, or you know you speak a little bit differently, and mm. you, you maybe to fans, I think he does have some explaining to do because there's been four, three, four failures under him. Yeah, well, I, I think that's you know I think at various times he's probably tried to you know explain that as well. Um, you know, depends who you listen, speak to, but some people say he's very very personable as well. So, yeah, if he's there and you know you might catch him in the right mood. <laughs> Creeping up on you very soon, Edward. Um, like, thank you very much again for Cheers. joining us, um, and thank you, of course, to the Athletic for sponsoring the show. Make sure you're clicking that link in the comments below. Pause. Um, Guys, keep it locked over the weekend as well. Plenty more coming your way ahead of that Arsenal game and make sure you're checking out this guy's articles as well. Guys, for now, we're out of here. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.